My name is Brandon Wade, but you can call me Mr. Brandon Wade. You can call me B2. You can call me B squared. You can call me B Wade. But I got two rules for you if you're going to call me anything. Speak life and keep it real. If you do that, you're good in my book. Welcome to Pay It Forward. Whether this is a short episode or a long episode, I give you the greatest commodity that I have. Myself, who I am, who I'm learning to be, and who I've been. I give you my experiences. I give you my heart. I give you the parts of myself that even I don't necessarily want people to know. So if you're going to show up here, my only request to you is this. If you're blessed by anything that you hear from me, pay it forward to somebody else and speak life into the people that you're around. So let's check out what the show's about today. Ain't no clouds. So I've been watching Love is Blind. Uh, this is, has been up to date. I, I've, I, I watched it a couple of times before like i i saw a couple i watched through season one um uh my friend had told me about it uh me and him we do you know we we do mystery together and he told me about it. he said man you should uh you know check out love is blind he said you know because there was some controversy that went on about season two i'm not really big into controversy or things like that but i say hey, you know what i'm trying to learn a little bit more about love practically you know i believe that you know it's, you know, the time in which I'm going to be entering a new relationship. So I'm like, hey, you know what? I like to learn about more things about it. I've been doing a lot of personal, interpersonal growth, like working on myself as we know and pay it forward. Like, that's my thing It's whatever I learn about me, whatever I learn about others, whatever that looks like, I'm going to take that and pay it forward from my own perspective so that somebody else can get from it. You know, that's the promise I made to the show, you know, when I was first doing it and I was initially just doing it around positivity and about making sure that we all found good things, things that brought that serotonin out. I'm more now focused on authenticity, which I believe brings its own positivity. So cool thing about this is I, I, I got into watching the show because I have spent a long time trying to understand and study communications and relationships. I think it has a lot to do with my mind being wired on the autistic spectrum and wanting to have an understanding because I realized through my life there were a lot of cues and things things I I never really understood even though I got good at masking them and kind of making it look like I really understood a lot of stuff that was going on there's a lot of stuff that I didn't personally understand I coming into more of who I actually am as a person I'm more of a direct person you know and even when watching love is blind I was sitting here like y'all could have solved so many things right now if you just said what was actually on your mind instead of like try to coerce or coax someone out of into into saying things and I was like oh this feels really weird but that's just my own personal viewpoint I understand that everybody doesn't feel or think the way that I do and that everybody may not have that same level of determination to navigate communication like that so whole thing was is I started watching Love is Blind um Cause I'm like, well, it would be really good for me to see practical examples of what it looks like when people that, that, that are dating each other, not based on just their own appearances or looks, what that looks like getting connected in like a hyper accelerated environment. So for those who don't know what love is blind is it's a Netflix show where basically they bring a bunch of people on there. These people are all slated and serious about getting married for whatever reason they want to be married. They want to spend their lives together. They're not in it to just play around and, you know, have sex or do whatever it is. They just want to be they want to be married. And I'm like, that's what's up. And then they're like, all right. So the the, the catch is, is that 
you literally don't get to see the person until you propose to them. And it's why, like, when I first read, I was like, what the flip? Like, y'all kind of wild for that. But that's the whole point. The show is sensationalism, and it's supposed to be an experiment, which is if you're deprived of everything that you see of the person other than their personality and what they know and what they connect with, if you're deprived of that, then are you still going to be able to connect with that person? And would you say that love is blind because that person may come from a different financial standpoint, a physical standpoint. They may look differently than what you come from. They may not be, you know, you may, you be used to a certain type of race. And then all of a sudden you find out they're not. And that's happened in a couple of different parts of the different shows where like somebody that was white ended up marrying somebody that was black or something like that. Or, you know, you saw people getting paired off with people that they normally, and they openly admit, like I would never have found this person or been interested in this person had I not gone on the show. And the show basically takes away all senses other than like the person's voice. Like they're, they're in separate pods. Basically the, the contestants are in separate pods. They're in, you know, that one person in one and the other person in the other, and they have all the men in one house and all the women in the other house. So the men and women don't get to even see what each other looks like until like weeks after the show. And so they end up going on these dates in a sense where like they, they are able to share activities and do certain things, but all without actually seeing the person. So the point is, is you ain't get to see the person. You have to build connection. And so it, it increases vulnerability, increases transparency and it shows people how serious that it is in order to be vulnerable and transparent. Now, me, I was sitting in that show thinking, man, I would do great at that show because that's kind of what I've spent most of my life doing. And it's kind of interesting kind of looking around now to see just how much people are emphasizing the importance of connection, vulnerability, uh, integrity, values, core values that are now considered valuable in this period of time, but were not considered as valuable uh, back when I was growing up in the 90s and, you know, in the 2000s or whatever, like, that that stuff wasn't considered valuable, you know? It, it was respected or acknowledged but, not, uh, acknowledged, but not respected. And now culture has come around to respect vulnerability and respect um, uh, deeper emotional and mental and even spiritual connection. So I'm like, yeah, that's the one. Like I'm sitting here like, man, I would be really successful in a show like that. And then I also spun the block and was like, wow. I would also feel terrified in a lot of ways of deeply connecting with someone past the emotional and vulnerable aspect of them. Like once you start involving yourself, because they go pretty much straight from uh, pod life, which is like them being separate and them seeing each other. They get to greet each other for a little bit and then they get to spend the first night together. Like basically they, they live in this villa for a little while and they have like kind of this connection where they get to build a little connection and then they get released back gradually into the real world. So they get their phones back after a period of time and then, you know, they get like uh, they, they, they kind of move into these apartments and these things are kind of already set up for them. So they kind of gradually move back, but they go from like not knowing each other to being married in like, I don't know, like eight weeks or 10, some, some wild. So it's, it's an experimental show, but the point of the experiment is to say, is love something that's based on the length of time that you connect or how deeply and authentically you connect? I, I, I mess with that real tough. Cause I'm like, you can have someone that spent 10 years with someone and not connect with them. Like, I know that to be true for sure. 
And so I was like, I bet. Like, so I'm watching the show and I'm like, okay, cool. But I'm, I'm, I'm watching these different things. And it kind of reminded me of some things that, um, one of the relationship mentors I have, um, I have a couple of them at this point, but the one I've always talked about, Brian Reeves of Brian Reeves insight. Um, he talks about a lot of things and I think him and his wife also watch the show. Love is blind. If, and I believe this may end up to be something that possibly we may end up talking about. You know, he's been on my show before. If you look uh, in a podcast archives, uh, I had him on when we were first, when I was still in the radio station. Um, he's someone that I have a friendship with, and I think that it would be cool if I could get him, you know, on the show. So I may you get a chance to ask him once I get the logistics down uh, to ask him to come on the show. And then we could have like an actual discussion about it, because I think he would be able to add more into it from his perspective that I think would bless everybody. So um, I'm going to be asking him and we'll see. Um, but the whole thing is, is that he said like, like we relationship is like, I don't know if it's just that he said it, but I've heard this through different relationship mentors. It's like relationship is the place in which you don't really run from or, ignore your past but rather your past and the things that you never got the chance to address begin to show up and i've seen this one to one to one to one in just watching relationships and it's something that both excites and terrifies me because i'm pretty self-aware about things in which i've experienced and so it terrifies me about the things that i know that i am not aware of like because i'm pretty self-aware of different areas and things like that that i've struggled with through my life and i've spent a lot of time purposely observing those things right um it's one of the things my therapist always says he's like he's like you're really good at analyzing and figuring things out and understanding the theory behind things but sometimes you have to just do it and i was like that's cool so i'm I'm not really afraid of doing it or afraid of being afraid of doing it but i just understand it a little bit more now so anyways i'm watching them and you know, I'm watching how they, they throw the word love around. And I'm like, well, hey, hold on now. I was like, I don't think y'all actually love each other. Like, I think you guys have a deep connection with each other. I think you guys are really into each other. But you guys keep saying the word love. Now, granted, as a video editor, I know that they are editing that. And they're the producers are likely asking them to use the word love because love is a trigger word. They're probably asking them to say love a lot or taking footage in which the word love is used and constantly hammering home love. So it's painting a picture. So as a video editor, that's what we do is we take things and we paint the picture according to what has been told to us to paint the picture. So someone is constructing from a lot of different footage of a lot of different things, um, the things that are going on. So I'm recognizing that like, Oh, that was a really good edit there. Like I know exactly what they did there because as a video editor, you just do this stuff. So, um, I know that those are trigger words, but I was also kind of like, dang, that's crazy. They're using the word love a lot. I was like, I don't know if that's like actually love. Like that's like, it's not, it's a little deeper than just infatuation. Cause that's the good thing I like about love is blind is that it's not a show that promotes infatuation because it requires the person to connect because they can't see the person. They can't make judgments on the person based on appearance. They can only just listen to their voice. They can listen to uh, their commitment. They can listen to their connection. They could have to ask each other serious and honest questions and they have to talk. 
So they have to constantly talk about these things. And so much of relationship, as I'm seeing, is built off of communication. Like, how effectively can you communicate? Do you communicate? Do you understand their style of communication? Are you willing to understand their style of communication? And so everybody in the pod's got to talk. And I'm like, yeah, and they have to talk about serious things or they have to admit that they don't want to talk about serious things. But all these people are kind of focused on they're all there with the same intention. You know, one of my also one of my mentors talks about intentionality. You know, he's like, you, you if you're going to do something, you need to be intentional about it. And so it, it wasn't like a, hey, we'll we'll flow and figure things out as we go, which I relate to a lot, because in my relationship, that's something that I'm very intent on. Like, I remember when I was like, I don't know, 21 or 20 or something like that. It just kind of came to me like. Uh, I was 21. Um, when I had my first relationship, like my first serious relationship, I was like, I wouldn't date a girl that I wouldn't marry. Like, so when I see people that's like, oh, well, you know, wouldn't you just date somebody and just have fun with them? And I'm like, no, because if I would do that, I would just say, I, w- I would just have fun with them. Like I wouldn't date or get in a relationship with someone and be like, this is my girlfriend or this is someone, this is my lady that I would not consider marrying. Like that would be a terrible idea for me and that's just how it's been for me and that's why I've been single for so long not just the other issues that I've needed to work on in myself um but that's main reason why I've been single for so long is because I was like I am very particular and direct about what it is I'm looking for so and what it is I want and so it's 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 more or less like in looking at these people, like I could tell they were making these honest connections. And then there was like, I am so in love with you. And I was like, wow, that is a serious word there. Like y'all are saying love an awful lot. And I don't think you really understand what you're saying there. You know, over time, that's been something that I've been learning is that love has a lot of stages. Like it, it's, and, 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 and I don't mean the traditional, like the honeymoon stage where everything's great. And like, I think that there's some truth to that, but love in the ways that I've experienced it, I've never experienced it as like, I don't know. How do I say I've never, I haven't really experienced it as like the, the, uh, the overly traditional way of love, but I know family love. And I, I did have a relationship with a, you know, a woman in which I would have said that I was in love with, but, what I think we understand about love and what love actually is are like both the same and different at the same time. Like love is like an overarching choice to make about somebody. Like you're choosing the person, like you're not just choosing the behavior of the person or the things about the person that make you happy. You're like literally choosing the person, which ironically is the name of one of my relationship mentors books is choose her every day or leave her. Like that's the name of the book. It's like literally what as a man are you accountable to do to choose somebody? And so I'm like, it really is about choice. Like, and from what I've seen, even in doing like, you know, ministry stuff and, you know, being a service to people and everything like that, like it's so much of a choice that you have to make this outside of what the person makes you, makes you feel in that moment. Like, feeling the the feeling part is very 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 important like i want that you know to be able to connect and feel and do all those things in that way like i personally want to be able to feel and make those connections in that way and at the same time i'm starting to see that so much of it is just past 
what you currently feel at that moment because there's different types of love you know and 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 the greater type and the type that is where i think the work comes in is not so much about just loving someone for who they'll be but also loving and accepting them for where they are and also constantly working to make sure the relationship grows and it's like i noticed that both people have to want to if they want a healthy intentional relationship to intend the same thing and to work at the same thing daily whether the relationship is healthy or successful or not even healthy or successful whether it's pleasing at that moment or it isn't and so much love is is based on something that's deeper than just warm feelings like those are connections those are chemistry and i felt like a lot of what i saw when i was looking at love is blind it was like i love you so much i was like that's a lot of chemistry that they have a lot of connection and then some even as far as compatibility like that they were compatible and there's a difference between chemistry and compatibility from what i what i've seen is that chemistry and compatibility are just just flat out different like is something else that you know one of my relationship mentors talks about is like the chemistry is is just concerned about the literal body chemistry and the emotional chemistry that you have with somebody like how well do y'all mix like do y'all just click a lot of times people are like well me and this person just click like we just we 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 talk with everything i can talk to them through the night you know this is my best friend which is great that's a really good foundational thing like i want to be with somebody that we have really really good chemistry together as well. And I've had some experiences with some people where I've had really good chemistry with them. But I've noticed that as I've grown, and this may be a little advanced if there's anybody that's a little bit on the younger side listening to me, is that as I've grown, that chemistry is really, really good. And it it, it plays a role in, lo- in healthy longevity, but it's not the thing. Like what, like compatibility is like, what core values do y'all have? Like, like, do you both value authenticity or like what 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 direction do you want to go? Like if this person wants to be a pet owner, but you want to be a president, like what are you guys doing the same thing? Like because their sense of priority may be different Then it's like, OK, um, do you do you both agree on very core values? And a lot of people are like, hey, I don't care about that. I just like the person. That's good. But I was like, well, I don't know if all of that is considered love. And so when it was like, I love you, I love you, I love you. I was like, I don't know. I was like, I think y'all going to run into some stuff. Like, and it was easy for me to look at it as kind of like a objective person because I'm not emotionally deeply invested and I'm not the person that's there because I don't know about that stuff. You know, I haven't been in a relationship in some years. So I really am just kind of looking at it like, wow, that's crazy. Like I have friendships and people that I know, but I haven't personally been in a relationship in so long that I was just like, huh? Like, I was like, you guys are going to run into some stuff because you're saying things that I don't know if you really understand the commitment or connection that you're saying. Like when you say, I love you. Cause they're like, yeah, man, I hope that I don't fall out of love with you. And I'm like, I don't know if, that's love like that's just two people having a chemical connection between each other and a intellectual connection between each other 
but not necessarily having the same values. And so looking at it later, I was like, oh, crap. I was like, I got spared from a lot of stuff because there's a lot of people in life that I've personally had connections with chemistry, uh, physical connection, emotional, mental connection, even spiritual connection. And um, some of the people that I had the deepest kind of chemistry with were not people that I was compatible with like true on full on chemistry. You know, I had a relationship, a short relationship when I was 25 and I felt like her and I had the the best chemistry I've ever had with a person. And that person was not uh, the 100% was not the person for me. And I, I'm looking at these chemistry and compatibility things in love is blind. And I was like, well, it's a difficult situation because you have a very intense connection that just grows like out of nowhere. You know, you find out that you're able to connect with somebody, you know, you don't know how deep the conversation goes, but I was like, well, where are the practical questions? Like, you know, um, how do you feel about, you know, like, like cleanliness, like how would we work together in this? Or would we consider that? Like I'm a believer and I guess it could uh, attribute to my spectrum thinking is create a system that works when the emotional component is you don't have the, you don't have the space to, to try to figure out something like don't solve the problems as they come, create a framework to where you and them can both reach for it in a sense, in a place where you, you don't, you don't know what happens. Like, it's like creating a house for me. I'm like, you don't start building a house together while the rain is while the rain hasn't come yet and then have to hurry up and build a tent. If all of a sudden the rain comes and then you're mad at each other instead work on building the actual framework of the house. And then once you've done that and created a house, make it a home. And so for me, that's kind of like how I would want to look at relationships, like get all of the serious stuff, the stuff that, you know, we need like, okay, how are we going to communicate with each other? If we ever get upset, like, or, you know, like, or, 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 not to try to avoid getting upset, but to have frameworks and things in place to where when she's so unregulated or I'm so unregulated that I can't do nothing but scream and yell and cuss that there's a framework in place that we can both go to, to help us both reconnect instead of just being like you cute, I'm cute. Let's figure it out. And I do like a love is blind because it doesn't focus on you cute. I'm cute. Let's figure it out. It focuses on you have a connection with me. I have a connection with you. We both discovered that we are attracted to each other now because we have a deeper connection. Let's figure it out. I absolutely love that about that show, that it's so much more focused on something that's deeper, a deeper type of, you know, understanding and a revelation that instead of just saying, hey, you know, you cute, I'm cute, let's figure it out. It's more focused on things that matter. So with Love is Blind, I guess I was just thinking like, what is it going to mean when those guys, cause they were just like, everybody was like, I love you. You're my best friend. And I just have this connection with you and all these things like that. Now, do I agree that they do? Oh yes. 100%. Do I know that a connection can form in three weeks that may not form for someone else in three years? Absolutely. Because there's and, and the reality is the way I feel about it. There's a lot of junk that we go through involving relationships when we factor in much of our personal senses, like what I see, how you smell, how you feel. Am I sexually into you? All these different things that really don't matter in the long run, because if it's deeper than a connection, 
but do y'all have something that goes beyond connection? Like, is this your friend before they're your best friend before they're your lover? Because that's the thing that I believe that helped my parents, you know, stay together is my parents were again, far from perfect. I mean, I saw lots of arguments and things like that. And, but one thing I knew about my parents is that they were friends. And my dad acknowledged that too. My, my, my parents were, were good friends and they were friends before they were best friends, before they were lovers. And I knew that if I wasn't around, like, I don't know if any other kids have had this feeling, like you feel like if you're not around that your parents won't have anything to talk about or that they won't even get along with each other. If you're the, you're the only deciding reason why your parents get along with each other. I have felt that I've never felt that. I was going to say I felt that I've never felt that before because my parents got along so well with each other that even when I would bring friends over the house and I was blessed, I had the cool parents, you know, I, I had the cool parents and when my parents was like, Hey, as long as you, you keep track of your friends and you're responsible for them and they don't take nothing out the house or mess with your house, you can bring them over whenever, as long as you just let us know pretty much, as long as you let us know, you can bring them over whenever. I was blessed to have really cool parents. And so sometimes we come in, sometimes it'd be from church. Sometimes it'd be from a gathering, it'd be 1230. Cause our, our church with the church I went to was at night. So it'd be like 1230, one o'clock or whatever. Sometimes I'd be bringing friends in the house and stuff. And my parents be upstairs watching the movie. I'd hear them. And my, my, my friends be like, Oh man, like your parents not going to be mad. And I said, Nope. I said, as long as we, you know, as long as y'all stay down here where you at, I said, no, they ain't going to be mad. And I come in and I hear loud noises going up, boom, boom, boom. And my dad be, yeah, yo, that's crazy. And my mom be like, ha. Ah. They had such a friendship that I knew that my mom and dad would be fine if I wasn't around. And that always made me feel better. My mom and dad enjoyed their time with each other. You know, my dad's gone now, but they enjoyed their time with each other. And so it, it instilled in me the value that this needs to be someone that bottom line, baseline is someone you at least like let alone are able to get along with as a person, let alone are able to call your best friend. And then you develop the lover part on top of that, because a lot of people develop it the other way. You know, they're like, man, I really like you. We've had sex. You're my lover, but I'm not really sure if we get along as friends, but we dang sure have good sex. And that's where chemistry comes in. So a lot of people are like, man, I'm trying to develop a deeper connection. Definitely happens on this show. But then they would say things like after, cause I was like, man, it'd be really cool if like they are really committed. And I was like, are they really committing to saying I love you? Or are they committing to the idea that they love the person? So I'm just sitting here watching this, like, man, this is crazy. Like I'm like, wow. Like I would be terrified to have someone tell me like, I love you, which is a serious statement for me. Cause like, I love you is like, I'm accepting you. And they're like, I'm in 100%. I don't care what we face. I just want to face it with you by my side. And I'm like, you guys are saying some really majestic things that I don't know if y'all really understand what y'all saying right now. Like, that's a heavy thing to say, like, because you don't know what you would even encounter. You know, you don't even know if you get along with the person where that person brushes their teeth the way that it's going to upset you or something like that. And that's what started to happen. It's like, people were like, oh, well, you've got different time periods and stuff like that. And you got things that people weren't saying. And then, you know, you have miscommunications and fallouts. And I was like, so that really is a thing. Like, I'm really looking at it like on the, the, the with the spectrum thinking like, oh, that really is a thing. And you think, so you didn't know that? Well, I'm like, well, yeah, I did. But it's really cool to kind of look at it like objectively and be like, so that's just a thing across the board. Like, what does it mean to connect with somebody and 
it seems that it's more important not so much to avoid conflict, but to be able to have ways to healthily manage conflicts, which again is something that I've heard around. It's not, it's not that to avoid a conflict and say, okay, me and her, we never, you know, we never argue. We never have anything like that. And, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily think that that's necessarily a good relationship if you never conflict about anything, but a good relationship it seems like is is interested is both parties are really really invested in the relationship and not necessarily the person like it's the person but it's the relationship first so like relationship first person second like they're like i love you and i'm like i love you and i'm committed to this relationship because you know people are like i love you until the view that i have of you is not the same like you know i think that you're this i think that you're that like to commit to someone to say, I love you is like committing to all that they are like where they are right now, where they're going to be, where they've been like, it's all of that person. And so like one, one of the guys was like, man, you know, I was in a 10 year relationship, but I'm all past that. We that's all behind me and we're going to just build straight forward and so i just objectively was like i wonder if that's possible like can you just forget about the past and start fresh which is the opposite of what i've heard which in emotional mature circles they're like you you don't really build past your past you confront your past and then the healing comes up in relationships and that's what i saw was the guy um was triggered he got triggered by the girl because they had had a point where she had thought one of the other guys she acknowledged that he was handsome, but not in a way of like, I'm committing to you, but just kind of acknowledging like, yes, I can see that in the regular world, I would probably have paid a lot of attention to you. And the guy that she was with had had, had been cheated on before. And he misread the scenario and he got like super mad, like to the point where he was like, you know, so just screw me, huh? And I was like, oh, he's not even reacting to her. He's reacting to a deep trigger that happened with him from an experience that he had that he said was behind him. And I was like, that's literally what we do. That's the the basic nature of triggers is like, and I was, so for me, it was like, it is real. Like everyone experiences triggers and we react to them in different ways. And so he reacted, you know, explosively because he was like, he kept saying like, I'm not going to get played again. You know, I, and, and she clearly was not doing that, but it was easier for me to see it as an objective observer rather than for them to see it in the subjective moment. So I guess I'm starting to understand that like love takes more than just an objective understanding, but like a subjective commitment to a human being in whatever moment that that human being is in. That feels flipping terrifying. Like if I'm just keeping it a stat, it feels flipping terrifying. Like one of the things that my relationship mentor talked about too, is he was like a lot of men feel deeply called to relationship and feel woefully inadequate to do that. I've done a lot of studying. I've done a lot of observation. I've done a lot of that. And at this point in my life, I feel so overprepared and underprepared for relationship. That is wild. You know, like really just looking at that. And I was just like, I wonder how much of it is true. Like, can you just move past something and start fresh? Because in my mind, I was like, well, shoot, if you could do that, man. Like, 
you know, maybe, maybe X, Y, and Z. But then I see that regardless of what you experience triggers and things, they just simply come up because they still remain in the body. You know, there's a, the book that's called the body keeps the score. And I'm like, the body really does keep the score. The mind keeps the score and the body keeps the score. So looking at love is blind and looking at like how they were interacting. And even some of the couples where I was like, Oh yeah, they may not go anywhere. There was a particular couple that was very, how do I say very, um, traditionally committed to each other. And I also learned some, some observation things from seeing this couple is that sometimes it's not so much that there is something wrong with you, but that you need the right person who is also able to bring certain things out of you in a way that's healthy and effective. And I was like, I would want that. Like, not so much in a way that just slams you into the ground and is like, yeah, it's cool. But like someone who's able to gently and patiently and kindly pull those things out of you and help you to grow if you're willing to do so. One thing I think I've learned about looking at this from relationships is that no relationship really grows if if, if both people are not equally and seriously invested in making it grow. Like, so it helped me to frame like, that's really what I would want in a relationship is like someone who is just equally, if not more invested in making it grow than I am. Like, I want somebody that wants to grow that really, really, really is serious about the overall nature of the relationship and just wants to grow as a person and wants to grow in relationship and is not daunted by the idea that we will experience different things internally, you know? So it's just really cool to kind of just see that stuff and just see like how they were interacting with each other. And like, and then they would say the words like, I don't know if I'm in love with you anymore. Cause I don't feel the same feeling I did when we was in the pods. And I was just thinking like, I guess I was right in that. I didn't seem like we really understood. You really understood what you meant when you said, I love you. Like to love someone is not just to accept the feeling that you have when you're connected with somebody like, dang, that's crazy. Like it really isn't that it's more like I am making a commitment to consistently connect with this person in all of the areas that they are open to being connected with and accepting that person. That's a big statement. It's a big statement. The word love is a giant statement. So oftentimes when people say, I love you, I'm like, do we really understand what we mean when we say that? Or like, I really like you. Like I felt like when they said that, I was like, I think you guys are saying like, I'm really into you. Like I, you know, and they're like, I'm obsessed with you. I'm like, I can believe that. They're like, I'm really into you. I'm like, I can believe that. Like, they're like, man, I'm really, I'm really interested. I wouldn't go as far as just say it was infatuation, but like really someone being fully interested in infatuation and interest is a great thing. I mean, you know, I believe we were designed that way to help us build connection, you know, to be able to absolutely just be riding on the high of serotonin and everything like that and be like, I am enjoying every single moment with you. And I'm realizing that I want to have more moments with you. And that's great. And I just, I, I it made me just think like, is there practicality in this? Not preparing for the worst, but just simply building a structure. Like, where's the structure here? Like, you know, and I was just looking like, all right, so y'all going to build a structure. And they're like, no, you know, we just chilling. And I was like, well, y'all going to run into something where you're not going to be able to chill. And that's what happened. And so I would see it and be like, wow, like, you know, the Bible has a saying, like, if any man build a house, let him count the cost. 
And it kind of is just talking about like, we, if we're going to build connections or houses, whatever those houses look like, you know, even in a spiritual sense, like it's counting the cost of what that means. And so a lot of times people have taken that literally, and it really just means, it means, it means on a deeper level than just literally, like it's not literally per se building a house, but a relationship is like building a house and making it a home. It's like making sure that there are, are, are structures there. Like how do we have any, you know, for me, I'm a fan of scripts. You know, I like the idea of, of, of having words that I know can go, that I can go to when I'm having trouble communicating in the way I want to, because I may not be regulated enough to really be able to say Hey, X, Y, and Z. So I want words I can go to when I know my, my mind ain't thinking of nothing, but bleep, 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 bleep. I want words I can go to because there's a structure there. There's a safe structure that communicates to me and to her that we are both safe because a relationship is a lot like a house. You build a house and you have days. Some days are really, really sunny and really, really. And then some days are so sunny. They're hot. Then you got some days that are cold, some days that are rainy, some days that are flood, some days where there's flood and you got to look at and make sure the house is safe. You know, some days are days where it's really windy. Some days are days where it's just normal and breezy and everything's cool. And relationships are a lot like houses, you know, and, you know, there's, you know, and then, you know, of course, you know, there's, there's different types of foundations. Some people have different types of spiritual foundations. You know, some people believe in the Bible. Some people believe in, you know, um, you know, the Quran. Some people believe in just simply in the energetic fields and things of that nature. People have different foundations on top of that, you know, but there's still such an importance and a necessity in maturity. Like we've got, like, it's, it's such an importance in having people that help us. So one thing I noticed too, is that the men and the women both needed men and women groups in order for them to be able to talk about these things. And they talked to each other. Cause they was like, I know these men will understand where I, what I'm experiencing right now. And the men were looking for other connections with other men so that they could understand each other. And so it was just kind of cool to see some of the things that a lot of my relationship mentors have talked about kind of played out on a one-to-one basis. Like one of the things that, that they talk about too is like a, a, a man does like one thing that was really cool. I heard them say is like a man usually doesn't have friends and you should be concerned about that because he usually doesn't have a circle of friends in which he is able to that are able to hold the space for him just for the difficulties that he faces in being a man. I personally have related to that. You know, I have a lot of community and things like that, but that's a community I'm looking forward to building and a community that I'm looking into being a part of, you know, a healthy community of men, you know, that, you know, where it's like building that and being a part of one, because there's a need for a community where men can just hold the burdens of being men. Hold hold space for each other and witness each other just simply growing as men that we can open up about difficulties and things that we feel scared of and fears and all those things like that. And the men are supposed to challenge the men. But a lot of times because the man doesn't have any friends, the burden falls on oftentimes the person that's closest to the man, which can be the woman or the child a lot of times. And so that's why a lot of parents like I was I was that kid where I was like my dad's friend because my dad didn't have any friends. You know, he had a few like one or two like sort of distant friends or like, you know, an uncle that would come around every now and then or something like that. But he didn't have really any friends. You know, my dad did not have a men's group or nothing like that. So the only person he considered a friend was me. 
So at four and five years old, he was venting to me and telling me all kind of stuff about work and about my mom. And he would always tell me stuff about my mom. And I remember as a kid wanting to shut my ears and be like, dad, please stop talking to me. And in the times where I did get upset, he would yell at me and scream at me. And like, and so I would just have to deal with him telling me these things because he felt like I was the only person he could trust. My spiritual father, you know, before he died, he didn't really, he didn't have any friends either. He did not have a male group that, that held him accountable and just could held the weight of him being a man. So he always talked to me and to my God brother. And I'm looking to have those circles as well, where I'm able to just be whatever that looks like as a man and have men that are able to hold that space and also to challenge us to grow and say, Hey, I want you to try this. I want you to do this. You know, maybe this is something you should look into men that are able to just hold the difficulties of being men. I have seen what that has looked like. Um, I told you before that I was at uh Brian's elevate, uh, 2021, I believe. Um, and I was at their, uh, I was, uh, I was helping them in service to their, uh, what you call it their Um, their, uh, their, they have, they have a midway, session between there where everybody flies out and we kind of all bond as men but i was invited there to kind of help them but also participate but it's a very sacred space and i'm not going to go into detail about what i saw but i saw what it looked like when men hold space for other men and a lot of these men were men of industry these were not just regular men these were these were men of industry men of connection men of power but they were all men that were holding space for each other and themselves to be deeply honest and deeply vulnerable and i remember looking and saying that is what men need like we need that and i was like and i need that you know because i don't want that burden i want though those burdens i don't want those burdens to fall on you know my significant other to feel like oh you you're responsible for carrying the weight of the world and and, and, and huge, the woman has to be his comfort and his refuge and all these things like that. And she's got her own pain. And I would also want her to be open to being in that same position too. But the point that I'm making is that love is a commitment beyond whether that person changes or not. I'm not just committing to her. I'm committing to me. Like I've got to commit to me in this. And so I was just looking and was like, wow, this show has taught me a lot that I did not know about the nature of love, you know, or the nature of what it means to love. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. This is this. I had actually intended for this at one point to be a short, but this is not a short. This is this full episode. So um, I'm just happy that I'm learning the things in which I need to learn. So I'm paying it forward to everybody. So I guess if I had any advice that I would give based on what I've seen about love is blind is that if you are a man and if you're in a relationship or a woman, if you're in a relationship, whatever relationship you're in, may you find community where people can hold space for you and will also challenge you that are that understand the burdens of what it means to if you're a man being a man, you know, if you are a woman being a woman, like what what does that mean to hold to have someone hold space for you in that? So that is something that ironically, this is a lesson that uh, if my art teacher, my old art teacher ever hears this, he probably would crack up. Um, he always said this about art, but I realize it applies to most everything. He said, if you want to be a great artist, which is ironic, I was not able to apply that to like art. He was a photography teacher and he dealt with like photo art and abstract art and stuff like that. And he said, if you want to apply and be a good student of art he always used to tell me that and tell other people that he says you have to consume other content 
He said, you're going to get your inspiration from things you 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 consume that aren't the stuff that you're looking into. So he was like, you got to consume other stuff. And I remember going like, I don't really understand what that means. I definitely understand what that means now. Like I've gained so much inspiration for pay it forward, just out of consuming other content that wasn't related to what I thought was going to be where the connection was. So my, my, like I said, my thing is, is that whatever it is you do, make sure that you consume other content. You need other content to, to bring balance you know, to life. So that's, that's my prayer for everybody that may you be open to the way that God speaks to you through content, whether it's content that you're aware of content that makes you comfortable content that makes you uncomfortable, whatever content that's necessary, may you be open to God speaking to you, you know, in whatever way that looks like by consuming other content, may you be placed in groups with people that not only need you, but that you need as well. So I just speak life over everybody and just speak that life and life more abundantly will follow y'all in Jesus name. Amen. I love y'all, man. Like I said, man, thank you guys for, for breathing life and to pay it forward and for continuing to speak life over me and just, you know, you know, continuing to be connected and just hear what I got to say, man, I'm looking forward to this, man. The streets is being fed, pay it forward, speaking life positivity, you know, even beyond positivity, you know, the lower law positivity, but the higher law is life. So I speak life everywhere I go. All right. So that's my thing. If you interested in pay it forward, you interested in, you know, whatever it is you do, you want to be pay it forward gang, take what you learn. You really want to bless me. Take what you learn, see if it works for you. And if it does pay it forward to somebody else. All right. I love y'all, man. And um, hope to hear from you guys soon. Uh, you guys can always follow me on Instagram at pay it forward radio. Um, and all of these should be available on any and every podcast website. Um, you guys have a great rest of your day or night or wherever it is you're listening to. And since, um, I didn't say it in the beginning, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. I love y'all, man. Peace out.